I have such a loving relationship with this workout because of this growth that it's pushed me towards. Jamie pulled me inside and she was like, yeah, maybe take a shot of tequila next time. I didn't take the literal tequila shot, but I did figure out how to be in front of a lot of people and lead a high energy class. It really brought out this other side that was so much more confident and powerful than I could have ever imagined. It's super contagious and it's super invigorating. Figuring out how to how to translate that or, or send that message to other people and have that sort of energy feedback is one of the coolest things I think I've ever experienced. Hi, and welcome to The Activist. I'm your host, Elise Mason. And as you may have seen, we are currently offering a digital version of our Hit and Flow teacher training. Hit and Flow is our very own custom workout format. It's a combination of cardio, strength, flexibility. It's basically the whole package in a very quick, dynamic, and challenging 45 minutes. We are offering a free class so you can try it out this coming Thursday evening. And I'll link to it in the show notes. And I'll also link to our training, which is happening in January. And it's going to be a great way to increase your fitness, add some lines on your resume, and also just grow your confidence and your voice. So to help integrate you better into the world of hit and flow and give you a sense of what this format is all about, today's episode is in conversation with Nick Randall, who's been part of our team for five years now and who is the very first master trainer of Hit and Flow. She went from being literally thrown into the fire with this workout, as you'll hear in a moment, to, like I said, becoming the master trainer and the driving force behind developing this digital teacher training that we're offering. I think her story will inspire you to get up and add a push-up. It's going to make you laugh. And there's a few surprises along the way. So let's dig right in. Hey, Nick. Hey, Elise. How are you today? I'm doing well. Can't complain. How about you? Same. I started answering this question basically with just how I'm doing in this exact moment. And I just ate some lunch. So I feel pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel that. And I I think when you asked me that question, that was my immediate look inside and what is this moment feeling like right now? And I had a cappuccino for the first time in a really long time this morning. So I'm probably just still buzzing from that, but it was just really satisfying and it felt like a treat. So I'm happy about that. Oh, seriously. A fancy coffee is my favorite kind of treat. What inspired you to have a cappuccino after not having one for a while? To be honest, it stemmed from a conversation that I was having with my boyfriend, who's quite the coffee snob, used to be a barista and just is really particular about type of bean to how to make the coffee. And I'm generally, I'm a little picky about the beans, but just make it anyway and make it strong and I'm happy about it. And 
I came home the other day and I had a latte, which is another fancy drink, and it was really big. And he mentioned a comment about how he never orders lattes, especially big ones, because it just means more milk. I always knew that, but in that moment, it just clicked. I had this little coffee aha moment, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just drinking a cup of milk, which is good. I'm not complaining about it, but I don't always want a cup of milk, so I should get something else. (laughs) And that's why I got a cappuccino. The long story of having a coffee aha moment and realizing I need less milk. I love it. One of my first jobs was as a barista. And I remember my mind being blown when I learned that very same thing. I don't know why it feels so mind-blowing. I actually knew that, but am I always aware of it? No. Until this week. I'm just super aware of that now. What do I want in this moment? Do I want a a larger creamy drink that almost prolongs the, the process of drinking coffee, but generally gets cold by the end? Or do I want to just have a shorter experience, but have the whole thing be enjoyable and get that caffeine that I want. There really is a drink for every occasion. Truly. Well, I'm excited that you're energized because the thing that we're talking about today is by definition energizing. We are here to talk about hit and flow. And I'm excited to talk to you about this, especially because I think you have a very unique perspective on this workout in that you are the first master trainer in the entire world. And I don't think we've ever really talked about what your journey has been like from trying it for the first time all the way to becoming really one of the owners of the workout format. So I'm feeling like I'm going to learn a whole bunch today. I have such a loving relationship with this workout because of this experience that I've had with it and because of this growth that it's pushed me towards, even though it's the hardest thing that I teach and do. Do you remember taking your first hit and flow class? I sure do. And this is a really funny and wild story uh, that I have told quite a few times. And every time I tell it, it feels funnier because in the moment it wasn't funny to me, but it was good in that it was a good learning experience. So my first ever hit and flow class that I took was actually the first class that I ever taught at Flex and Flow. So when we opened five years ago and I joined the team, the opening staff team, I immediately went away for two weeks. I had this trip planned to go see my family. And I came back and was on the schedule. And it was a Tuesday night. I still remember this. It was a Tuesday night at 645. And I was scheduled to teach. And on the schedule, it was hit and flow. And so I get to the studio early and Jamie is there, Jamie, the owner and creator of Hit and Flow. And she tells me, okay, tonight is Hit and Flow. I know you saw that. I'm going to teach the the first half, which is the hit portion. And then you'll hop in and you'll teach the second half, which is the yoga portion. And I was like, great. I'm so glad you're teaching hit because I've never done it or taught it before. So that would just be the ultimate disaster in this packed class. It was it was the first month of Flex and Flow being open. So I think people were trying the intro special left and right. And the whole room was full. And it was my first class. And it was a format I've never taught before. So I grabbed gliders and I head to the back of the room. 
um, and find space. And Jamie heads up to teach, starts teaching. And we get to hit, we get on our gliders. And immediately my whole body is like, whoa, I've never done this before. And also I've just sent gliders flying across the room at one point. And I was like, oh, that's fun. But I will say, other than the fact that I was glad that I wasn't teaching this brand new format, it was so much fun. It just brought the room alive and it just being a full class. Everybody was working hard, laughing hard when it came down to it and and sweating hard. And it was so much fun. So after that, I got up to teach. And to be honest, I was a bit frazzled. I was a bit nervous because it was my first class. And it was the second half of this really wild hit format. So I taught and I honestly don't remember anything I taught. But what I do remember is after class, we were closing up the studio and we walked out and it was Jamie um, and a couple other people. And Jamie pulled me inside and she was like, yeah, maybe take a shot of tequila next time like before you start teaching. (laughs) I had to stop and think about it for a second and really process what she was saying because I was still coming down of like just teaching the first class ever at Flex and Flow and all of of the emotions that came with that. And then once I got home, I was like, oh, I must have been really nervous, but I honestly don't even know because I just did it, went through with it. So that was my first hit and flow class. (laughs) And a lot has changed since then. So I have to ask, have you ever taken a tequila shot before teaching? No. <laughs> I think I have had a happy hour before taking a class and, and just a beer or cider. And it's not fun. Let me tell you that. I think I've seen some students do a happy hour before. We used to host this upside down class on Monday nights and they would get a drink before that and then go upside down and do handstands. And I can't for the life of me understand how anyone could do that because I would literally fall on my face if that were me. So I didn't take the literal tequila shot, but I did figure out how to be in front of a lot of people and lead a high energy class without feeling too nervous. Yeah, I would never guess from taking your classes now that you would feel nervous in front of a room. Oh my gosh. And I think that's one of the really beautiful parts of Hit and Flow because I just started as a yoga teacher before that. I had no intention or even thought of ever teaching Hit high energy fitness classes. It just wasn't in my practice before and it didn't really seem aligned with me, but it turns out that it is aligned with me and it really brought out this other side that was so much more confident and powerful than I could have ever imagined. And that's what I love about this format. What was your teacher training like? My teacher training was really interesting because Jamie brought this format in and we ended up just training together. I was taking her classes, all of her hit and flow classes, and she let me sit near the back and so I could take notes because I was really big into taking notes when I first was a yoga teacher, learning something new. Anytime I was taking a new teacher or a new format, I had a notebook and always asked permission from the teacher if I could just jot down some thoughts because that is the only way that I'll remember things. So I trained 
personally with Jamie, which was such a cool experience. And we started to evolve what Hit and Flow was originally. And the way that we did that was just through practice and through teaching and getting feedback from watching other students take this class. I think both of us are super observant and really curious about how other people want to move and want to be pushed and challenged. And that really clicked when we were training together and really building this format out even more. So as we were training together and as I was learning from Jamie, from the creator of this workout and getting my butt kicked in the best way possible, it really brought out this side of me where I could come into the front of a room and command in a way that I hadn't before. And not in a militant way, though sometimes I think I can be pretty militant, but in a way that was my style. Felt very much like I could take all the yoga and all the other training that I'd had before and just take it up a notch. Turn up the volume, turn up the pace, turn up the energy, turn up the music. Everything about it, it was just next level for me. And it, I learned how to teach hit and flow, but it also took my power vinyasa classes to the next level. And I turned up the volume there as well. And I turned up the confidence there as well. And it was impactful for me, but also my students. And the room started filling up more and more because of that energy. It's super contagious and it's super invigorating. Figuring out how to send that message to other people and have that sort of energy feedback is one of the coolest things I think I've ever experienced. Wow. That's a powerful testimonial right there. So you got to train personally with Jamie, but I know you've also led some in-person trainings. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience is like, both from leading the training and also what the participants experience? Totally. We've had at least three in-person teacher trainings at the studio, and each group has been just phenomenal. We, we came in with a plan each time and it always, no matter what the plan was, we were always left feeling much more surprised and inspired and invigorated by the training, being on the, the instructor side of things. It was really exciting to have a group of people come in, a really sometimes unexpected group of people, sometimes not so much, and watch them just expand and and grow in ways that neither side expected. I think we'd always see students surprise themselves in these trainings. We worked hard. (laughs) We did a lot of hit. And we did a lot of discussion around it and we then put it in their hands and they took everything that they learned and taught classes for everyone that was in the training. And then again, as that, as the teacher side of it, I think it was just, it was really cool and just really instilled how, how impactful this, this 
workout is not in terms of not in terms of as a strength training tool though it is an incredible strength training tool but as a tool for connection and growth i think that is even a bigger takeaway from what people get out of this training so yeah like i said on the participant side we notice that people surprise themselves every time and people that told us they weren't here to teach it and didn't really want to instruct classes, though that was a requirement at the end of it. By the end of the training, they really just stepped into it and didn't care anymore about this public speaking thing or standing up in front of a room and teaching. And they went for it and they made it their own. And those students that said they didn't want to be teachers before, by the end of it, they were like, I can really get behind this. Like I I see it now and I understand it now. So that's always a really cool transformation. I relate to it so much. I had that same transformation and it's so cool to see other people do it. I know the power that it gives you, the confidence that it gives you. And for me, prior to this training and prior to teaching this for years, I was definitely more on the shy end. And this brought out that confidence in front of the classroom, but even outside of the classroom for me. And I know it does that for other people too. What are some ways that you see it happening for you outside the studio? Yeah, I think the way that you teach this class and you command the space calls for the ability to be really direct. So I think that's one way that it's really helped me in conversations tough or or not tough. I think that it's helped me be more direct with my communication. The other way that I think that it's really changed things for me outside of the studio is this ability to connect. When you're up in front of the room or even on the mat next to someone in Hit and Flow, it is hard, but it's all about supporting one another. And as a teacher, it's really important for me to encourage people to push it, to go harder, to be their cheerleader, because I know they can do it. And most of the time they know they can do it too, but it's really good to get that encouragement. And then side by side with other students, we always see, or if we're on the mat next to someone, we're always trying to uh, cheer people on and crush it with them. So I think that's been something that's been really easy and really great for me to take out of the studio whether it's with people I don't know or people I do know doing something active or not, instilling this idea of encouraging people, of cheering them on, of celebrating their wins. And being a woman for me, and yes, having a lot of friends, I think it was the first time in my life that I really understood the importance of cheering other people on, especially in my female groups. So a lot of the experiences that we've been talking about obviously happened in a studio with real, live, warm human bodies around you, and everything's different now. I'd love to hear more about that transition. What's it like to move Hit and Flow to a digital space and to connect with people in that way? When we pivoted to all digital, when we had to last March, the community wanted more hit on the schedule. And... I was really happy about that because I missed it. Of course, I missed all classes in person with people and and that connection and doing 
hard things together. But I was so thrilled that people wanted that from afar. And it was something in their lives that they were missing. Because it was something in my life that I was missing too. And I wasn't going to do it by myself because let's be real, it's just better together. And that's the beauty of virtual yoga and live yoga is that we can still do it together, even though it looks a little different. And I think Flex and Flow has really done it well. And I'm not just tooting our own horns, but when I walk into a live class, walk into, when I open my computer to a live class as a student, it is the same energy as in the studio. And I know that I've experienced that before, so I know what it's like, but it really just transfers across the screen. So when we added hit and flow back to the schedule, I was like, hell yeah, we're gonna transfer this hit energy across the screen. People are showing up, whether it's in gliders or socks or towels to slide on, and people are ready to move. It's 45 minutes, it's fast, it is sweaty as usual, and it it is such a source of joy for me during the week. I have a lot of regulars, and every week I'm like, what am I going to bring these people that they haven't seen before or haven't done in a long time so I can challenge them? I have people that are really into outdoor sports. I have people that are really into inversions. I have people that are getting more into strength training, just all different things. And it's so fun to just see those people and and know them a little bit, whether it's via Instagram or from the studio. And I'm like, I, I have this person in mind with this new move, but it's also gonna work for everybody. So in a lot of ways, it's still the same. It's still the same in that people are showing up to work hard and they are working freaking hard at home. I can see them on the screen. I am working hard with them. I'm still yelling and probably cracking the corniest jokes ever and putting us all through a strenuous workout. And at the end, like we're all showing up sweaty faced to the camera and happy about the work we just did. And that is amazing. It's such an amazing feeling and experience to do what we did in person so freaking well. I love that. Yeah, I think there's something that translates really well to the digital experience. It's definitely something you want to do with other people. 100%. (laughs) And it's so motivating to see everyone else really pushing themselves. And I, I think what I really appreciate about it too is that you get to see people pushing themselves in very different ways. So you'll see someone doing a really advanced variation of a move and someone who's doing a much different version. And I like seeing everyone doing all these very different things, but everyone's getting the best workout for them. And everyone's working really hard, even if it looks different in every body. I couldn't agree more. I was taking a class with one of our teachers, Alexis, the other week, and she was instructing and we were doing our thing. And she turned to the camera and she was like, I love that everyone is doing something different right now and honoring their bodies and just blurted out her her thoughts about it very openly. And I was like, yeah. And I I feel that way in all my classes. I don't think I say it out loud enough. It's something I want to say out loud more, but that really hits the nail on the head there with hit and flow as well is 
it is so easy to to access it in different ways to format it for your body or for the things that you want to work on and to see people taking it and running with it in that way is just that's the thing that makes fitness instructors and yoga teachers the proudest i think (laughs) is when people are challenging themselves but also honoring their bodies where they're at we we just have one of those bodies (laughs) so I would rather go through life living that way, and I would hope that for everyone else. It just seems so much more enjoyable. What is your favorite hit and flow move? Oh, that's a great question. I think my favorite move right now, one that I teach a lot these days, I'm not a huge fan of the name, to be honest. I think we have to rename it, but (laughs) it's called the Human Saw. And you're on your, you're in a forearm plank, and your feet are on the gliders, and you're holding the forearm plank and then you slide your body back and you slide your body forward. And it's maybe one of the most subtle movements of hit and flow. Your shoulders are moving forward past your elbows and then back behind your elbows. And my core has never been fired up like this before. It's a move that we actually got from one of our boot camp instructors, Scott. He showed it to us. And Jamie and I were like, Yes, this needs to be in the hit and flow library. It is just a full body burner. And I think I teach it in almost every single class now. Yeah, it really is a full body burner. And when you see it happening, you don't always realize how brutal it is until you actually try it. It's so humbling. And I think that's what I really like about it. I think that's what I like about the whole practice is that it is humbling, but it's not intimidating it'll put you in your place sometimes but it's not out of reach and that's to me what makes it this challenge that I want to complete because I'm like I can see where we're going and I'm getting crushed but I'm gonna push it to this edge here something Jamie talks about a lot is how every teacher really brings their own flair to the workout so no two teachers will have the same class Everyone gets to bring their own creativity and have their own unique spin on the workout. So tell us, what are the characteristics of a Nikki class? What do you expect when we take a class with you? My format or my style is fast out the gate. Once we warm up a little bit with yoga, I get people onto the gliders as fast as I can because that's the meat for me. I want to spend a lot of time on gliders and really just push it there. Fast out the gate, we are basically in some sort of plank move for the first five minutes of class, which doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're holding plank in different ways for close to five minutes, you're dripping sweat. And I tell my students a lot that the first round, which we usually call the heat up of hit, for me is the hardest part. So I do a fast heat up. I do a a challenging heat up which will involve a lot of mountain climber sprints. Human saws will be in there most likely. Push-ups. One of my students, Justin, sent me a note the other day and he was like, I don't know why you guys haven't started using the hashtag at a push-up if you'd like. And I was like, yeah, I need to use that hashtag because that's in my vocabulary every hit class. So we're always encouraging students to listen to their bodies, but we're also always encouraging students to take it to the next level if they want to. And 
that's the cool part about HIT is you can always modify and you can always amplify. So yeah, fast out the gate. And then once people are sweating and burning, I give them a little break and I'm like, let's get on the legs and now let's just make the legs burn. And so I guess my theme is let's work, let's burn and let's move fast because let's get real. I want the heart rate up and I want the endorphins flowing at the end of class. And this is how we're going to do it. So leg burners after that. And then I love to end every hit class with a hit minute. And that is probably the, the most like universal thing that I find with a lot of our hit instructors is everyone or not everyone, but most people do like to end with a hit minute. And it's literally one minute of your life, which at the end of that class, you're like, thank goodness, I just have one more minute. But it's also just putting everything together that we did in class using all those same muscles. And it's a sweaty celebration to the end of class. Even though it's a hard sweaty celebration, it's still this moment where we get to be like, let's push it with everything we've got. And then we're done. And we could be done and stretch. So that that's a Nick class. It's fast and furious and... I'll throw in some like new moves that I learned that week, new push-up variations or other amplifications to get our minds working differently and, and keep our bodies and our brains super challenged. I have to say, Nick, I think the first class I ever took with you years ago, I remember we were hanging out in the studio. There were a bunch of people just sitting on their mats waiting for class to start and you went up to the front of the room and you looked around and you said seems like most of you are sitting so let's begin standing and I almost died and I was like what a badass power move I love that she just did that and I always think of that moment when I think of your teaching style because you have this really sort of commanding and challenging presence but you also do it with kind of a wink and a smile. So it makes me feel like I'm part of some little joke or some in crowd, if you will. And meanwhile, my body is being burned into the ground. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember that class because I asked you what you wanted in class. And I'm pretty sure you said, I want my legs to burn or I want to work my legs. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and... We started in chair that night, and I was like, here we go, Elise. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, too. <laughs> We're burning. <laughs> uh-huh. One more question for you. For anyone who's been thinking about trying hit and flow, whether your free class that you're teaching this week or the teacher training that we just announced, who might be having doubts? Maybe they're thinking, I'm not strong enough. I'm not in good enough shape. I'm not confident enough, et cetera, et cetera. All of those self-doubts that can creep in, no matter how fit, strong, accomplished, confident we are. What would you say to someone who's not sure if they're the right fit? I think intuition plays a really big part in my life. And I'm trying to lean into that more and more. And if, if hit and flow is coming up in your life and you're feeling drawn to it, but are unsure, I first of all, would just lean into that intuition of where you're being drawn right now. 
and explore that a little bit more. Because if it's the strength or the confidence or the public speaking aspect that is steering you away from making that decision, those are such key elements that we cover in a way that is not, it's uncomfortable standing up in front of a, a group of people for the first time, for sure. And like maybe the second and third time too. But this format is, to use this word over and over again, it's powerful and empowering more so is a better word for it. It pulls this inner strength out of you. It did for me. I've seen it do it for a ton of other people. It pulls this inner strength, inner voice, like of power, of commanding the space, of being in front of other people, speaking in front of other people in a way that feels super true to you. Or I'm going to use authentic because that seems to be a buzzy word right now. And that's the really cool and exciting thing about Hit and Flow is we're not shaping anyone to speak a certain way or instruct a certain way. We're not even like creating this format that you have to stick to. We are setting the stage for this is a strength training, fun, challenging workout that we want people to learn more about and instruct if they want to. And we have all of the tools for it. And the way that you use those tools is more up to the person. So any doubts that come up about that, I would say explore where those are coming from. And usually the doubts are teaching a class, public speaking, confidence, like we talked about, not being strong enough to do the actual workout. Like those are the components of the training. Like you get literally all those things from the training and more. So back to my first point, if you are somewhere just curious about the training, if you're like, this could be like a really good push for me to be more confident on or off the mat, or this could be a really good push for me physically to get back into fitness. There's so many reasons to do it, but I would say follow that initial intuition, explore any areas of doubt, and see how the training or talk to me about how the training could actually work on those aspects instead. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Activist. We publish new conversations about topics related to fitness, health, and community every week. Please subscribe and review wherever you listen. And to join us for live workshops and movement classes, please visit flexandflow.org slash join.